Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 222 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel and My Happy Place Jewelry. I'm Seth. I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what is going on in our own lives. Uh, Carly, down here in Orlando, we had a bit of a washout this weekend. I didn't make it out to uh, the theme parks because we had a lot of rain. Uh, how was your week? Oh, I did something very fun. I went to one of my favorite theme parks in the whole wide world, Silver Dollar City. Uh, oh, I just love it so much. Uh, if you get a chance to go, go. The level, the, I've been there a few times, the level of quality of everything from food, entertainment to attractions mm is high up there it's on par i think with disney and whatnot it's a hershen company so it's not mm -hmm. surprising but it's just so good every single time i go i'm like still in shock that how just in the middle of the ozark mountains is just one of the best theme parks on the planet um they have a, an award-winning christmas holiday event called an old time christmas so i did mm -hmm. two full days in the park to try to do kind of like everything it's all included in regular daily admission Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing. Uh, there was a staging of uh, Dickens' Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> hadn't seen it there before. It is a full-blown Broadway-style musical. Wow. 80 minutes. The quality wow. and talent was literally a Broadway level. I was shocked. I almost went back to go see it again. But there's just literally so much to do mm -hmm. that I didn't even, you know, scratch the surface on all of the offerings food is excellent um the coasters time travelers like one of my favorite uh, roller coasters so i've heard nothing but great, great things about that one i'm very jealous sounds a like great a park. great trip yeah so awesome. now i'm really festive because that really pushed me <laughs> over the edge <laughs> awesome well uh yeah i like i said we had a bit of a rain out so uh no theme park for me but uh, it was uh, our wedding anniversary, so my wife yes. and I uh, went and took a little uh, vacation in Siesta Key, which is uh, uh, where we got married. And we got to visit one of the best, if you want a vintage old Florida attraction, uh, the Sarasota Jungle Gardens. Uh, they've got, it, it is uh, Animal Kingdom long before Animal Kingdom <laughs> existed. And it's just all these uh, walking past the jungle and you can hand feed flamingos, uh, which I think is uh, maybe the best attraction Whoa. in Florida. Uh, so what is the mouth like? I can't even imagine. Like, they, they're not going to um, bite you, right? They, uh, <laughs> you have to hold your hand very flat because they have a <laughs> beak that is not sharp, but it is hard. And uh, they are very eager <laughs> to get it. it. It's it's kind of an interesting sensation. Uh, I didn't lose any fingers, um, but uh, definitely if you are afraid of large birds, uh, maybe <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, without any further ado, uh, let us go ahead and jump into the news in the queue.
Well, first up, we are heading to Shanghai Disneyland, where the new Zootopia expansion is opening in just a couple days on December 20th. And we have a very detailed rundown of all of the new food items inspired by Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde's community, uh, including what I think is going to be the most Instagrammable one, the popsicles. Yes. And you can get one that comes with a mold. So you can go home yes. and you can just keep making popsicles every yes. single day. <laughs> you can sell these yourself uh, to the local kids. Absolutely. Uh, so they have released uh, full menu uh, items for Zootopia's two snack locations. Uh, this is Jumbo's Cafe and the Zootopia Market. Uh, these are both part of the new Zootopia-themed land at uh, Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, and we have, it, it is so, there's so much we had to do it in a chart format. Yes. <laughs> so I encourage you to head on to Attractions Magazine if you want the full details. But uh, just to uh, kind of briefly uh, touch on some of the many things that you're going to find in here. Uh, first, hot chocolate served in Judy or Nick hot beverage cups uh, that you will want to take home. Um, or a white peach waxberry flavored sparkling drink in a Nick Wilde souvenir cup. I don't believe I have ever tasted a waxberry, at least not I mean, intentionally. Would, have you? I'll try it. No, maybe it's like a cousin of the boysenberry. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, you've got uh, pineapple cheesecake and lemon cheesecake, uh, police officer badge chocolate bars, gazelle cotton candy, uh, a big donut. Also oh, available as a mini big donut. Yes. Um, I definitely encourage you to look through the story up because there's a lot of pictures, which I was really excited to see. And yeah. everything is really kawaii. It's so I, cute. Adorable. The presentation is beautiful. Um, I think some of the, the prettiest stuff is the various ginger flavored ice yes. creams uh, mm -hmm. that they have uh, in Jumbo's Cafe, which you can get in a, a cone uh in a, a sunday or what i love is the uh waffle uh which comes with a little elephant it's like i don't know if that's a cookie or uh or like a sugar uh decoration yeah i, I don't know but i know that it's very cute uh it is a lot it's like 99 percent sweet things so oh yeah you, oh yeah this is this is definitely you need a sweet tooth. Tooth. yeah yes. <laughs> even uh even the carrot shaped lollipops i think are going to be on the sweet side uh oh, and they also have uh popsicle lollipops uh along with uh raspberry flavored marshmallows uh lemming marshmallows which are way too cute uh to eat oh i know they're adorable. uh <laughs> blueberry milkshakes um I, the list seriously goes on and on uh i could keep scrolling for a while but the headline item obviously is these popsicles yep. uh which are paw print shaped uh popsicles uh you get them in various locations and as you mentioned you can get them optionally with the mold so you can that. take this home and make them yourself in your own freezer with whatever kind of uh juice you want to make them with yeah i was really surprised by this little blueberry pie mm -hmm. it's really cute oh yeah personal size blueberry pie yeah and it's got the like old-fashioned uh kind of crisscross braiding on mm -hmm. top uh Definitely, you know, this stuff looks uh, kind of hand assembled more than mass produced. So um, have to be I'd be interested to see what pricing is like, especially compared to pricing for snacks uh, in American parks. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I was surprised. So the uh, popcorn is corn flavored. Corn flavored but, popcorn. They finally had to do it. Just. But, <laughs> 
But the packaging is a carrot. I wish they just did carrot popcorn. That would be amazing. Carrot yeah. flavored popcorn. No, uh, it's it's corn flavored, but uh, you can get it either in a paper carrot cup or in a Hops Family Farms uh, popcorn bucket, which let's be honest, if you're going all the way there, you might as well get the souvenir popcorn. Oh bucket. yeah, we're, we're bringing a whole extra luggage piece. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just, you, you just throw your clothes out when you get there and you just take nothing but popcorn yes. bucks home. And, and like... there's two lone savory items, which yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> which, uh, it, yes, uh, there's a frittata sandwich, which is a uh, potato, carrot, and cheese. And there's a Judy Hop snack box. Uh, with Judy's uh, favorite sandwich apparently is tuna. Hmm. Um, you would think uh, since she's a rabbit that it would be like a garden salad with carrots. But no, she likes tuna and veggies with steamed rice. So there you go. Uh, so you've got plenty of snacks to enjoy uh, while you wait for the new trackless dark ride, uh, Zootopia Hot Pursuit. Uh, which I don't know if we have a video, but there are a bunch of POV videos out there uh, on the interwebs. And I uh, I recommend watching them because honestly, uh, I'm not getting to Shanghai anytime soon. Um, I would love to, uh, but uh, I guess unless you go on like a 72-hour tourist layover visa, uh, if you're a working journalist, uh, it's really hard to get over there. So. Yeah. I know. For now, we'll just look at the pictures and videos. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but you can find all of this food detailed uh, on our website at attractionsmagazine.com. Uh, next up, a little closer to home, we are going to talk about the holidays at Universal Studios. Uh, not Universal Orlando, which we've talked a lot about, but Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, where the Grinch and Harry Potter are celebrating the holidays now through the 1st of January. Oh, I love this park at Christmas. It's just so magical. Uh, the, just the way they do it, it's kind of like a classy approach to Christmas. I don't know how yep. else to explain it. Very, like, just nice detailing, garland, snow, the whole nine yards. But it's one of my favorite theme park holiday celebrations, yep. and they do a great job. You know, the scale is not quite as big as the holiday celebrations at Universal. You know, they don't have a big parade. Uh, they don't have uh, the big indoor Grinch musical. But what they do, they do really, really mm -hmm. well. Um, uh, first of all, uh, let's start off in the Wizarding World, uh, which is always covered in snow year round. Uh, but it gets especially snowy uh, during Christmas, uh, where they do a special version of the Frog Choir. Um, and they do the magic of Christmas at Hogwarts Castle, which is a really fun uh, light show uh, projection mapping on Hogwarts Castle that we have a great video of on our YouTube channel. Yeah, it's and now it's a uh, warm butterbeer season. So you can oh yeah, warm butterbeer, which I think is the least of the cloying sweet options for some reason. You know, a warm butterbeer is a butterbeer that people who don't like butterbeer at all sometimes like because it's me. more like a uh it's more like a, a latte without any coffee in it or mm -hmm. you know um it's uh yeah people people who find the butter beer too sweet uh often really like that one i love it um you they've also got uh some uh special christmas sweaters uh and personalized ornaments uh available this year uh for the wizarding world and grinchmas is back of course 
Um, you can have a meet and greet with the Grinch and Grinch's dog, Max. Yes, and uh, I have to uh, commend Universal Studios Hollywood. This year, there are yep. three separate Grinch meet and greets, including really? one that's exclusive for annual pass holders. And the lines have been like non-existent because of this new system. It's brand new this year. Well, There's someone needs see- to tell the folks at Universal Orlando yes. about this because the Grinch yeah. line's been out of control. This it's been year. like over 200 minutes daily. I've been I, seeing yeah, I keep I keep seeing people post 200, 300 minutes even, and uh, you know I get it. It's great, but like. Can we do the thing like Disney did with the princesses yeah. where we have multiple Grinches mm-hmm. and we just, you know, pretend, you know, it's holiday magic. Let's just keep this line mo- moving. Right. Or at yeah. least- I feel like after this year and all the feedback that they've been getting, I think mm-hmm. next year we're going to see something different because yeah. there has to be a better solution. And Universal Hollywood's doing it right. I love when they have the pass holder exclusive things because everyone wants yeah. to meet the Grinch. I mean, that just is what it is. Um, well, Another thing you will want to do uh, this year for Grinchmas is to see the new Hoobie Doo-Wops, which is a new musical group uh, that does holiday classics uh, in a kind of uh, a doo-wop style. Um, And you can find them performing out in front of the 65-foot-tall Grinchmas tree that they have on the lot. Yes, I love that little plaza because their um grinchmas celebration is kind of in like an enclosed plaza area it feels very mm-hmm. festive you know instead of it being mm-hmm. like super spread out yeah uh and you even get a uh, fake snowfall i mean real snowfall absolutely real it's california yes. absolutely real uh <laughs> uh falling onto the town of whoville uh at the end of the tree lighting ceremony that they do um Plenty of Grinch merchandise, uh, Grinch food. Um, You can also check out, uh, they've done decorations around uh, the Secret Life of Pets and the Minion attractions. Um, They've got some Jurassic Park themed decorations down on the lower lot. Um, So uh, the whole studio park is gotten in the holiday spirit. And you can find out more about that by visiting Universal Studios Hollywood com and why while we are talking about the holidays and universal we also wanted to mention the new year's eve celebrations uh that they have announced at universal orlando uh, they've got a bunch of options for ringing in the new year uh both in the theme parks and uh at city walk and the on-site hotels yes i love that there's so many options if you don't want to brave the parks You don't have to go in them if you don't want to. If you don't want to have a ticket, you don't have to purchase a ticket. There's plenty of other options, like you said, City Walk. So if you are an annual pass holder, you're already planning on, uh, you know, being uh, here on vacation. You're going into the parks for New Year's Eve. Uh, Inside the studios, uh, studios will be open until 1 a.m. Music Plaza uh, in front of the big Hollywood Bowl stage is kind of going to be ground central for the party. Um, And uh, they've got the holiday parade is going to go. And I, I, they haven't really talked much about it. I would expect a brief fireworks display at midnight, but not a full blown fireworks show like you see at Disney. Um, Usually they, they, throw off a few it's you know a quick little thing it's it's not a huge deal um at uh, islands adventure they are going to uh, it's going to be your last day on the 31st to see uh the grinchmas show 
uh, and the magic of Christmas at Hogwarts Castle. Uh, and that park will also stay open till 1 a.m. Oh, I, I love the late night hours. It's just such a, a nice thing to see. <laughs> yeah. Um, the interesting thing is, you know, uh, they used to, back in the day, do these Eve celebrations at City Walk, which was like a hard ticket. Mm -hmm. uh, and they used uh, like... You know, the Groove was kind of a big club that they used for that. Well, the Groove doesn't exist anymore. That's now the, the escape room. <laughs> the escape room. Um, so they will still be uh, keeping City Walk open until 2 a.m. on New Year's Eve. Uh, and it looks like they're going to have a live band and a DJ. Um, but if you want like a, a paid experience, uh, you can reserve a table inside Big Fire. Uh, they're going to be having a special party in there with an exclusive menu. Uh, and that is going to run until 1.30 in the morning. Wow. Late night. I mean, I just can't fathom this because usually I'm in pajamas on New Year's yeah. Eve. <laughs> I, I know. I know back in the day, you know, when, when we were young. Uh, <laughs> but now, like, New Year's Eve is when I stay home and try to comfort the cats because they get fruck out yes. by all my neighbors. All it's like, it's seriously, it's like illumination surrounding my house. Because, right. uh, you know, everyone everyone has their own fireworks. Um the one park you probably don't want to be at uh, New Year's Eve is Volcano Bay. It's going to be a little chilly, and uh, the park's going to close at 5 p.m. So no New Year's Eve party there. Uh, but if you are staying uh, at one of the on-site hotels, or even if you're just uh, a local who wants to crash, uh, they've got some paid parties at pretty much all of the hotels. Uh, top of the line would be the New Year's Eve party on the Piazza at uh, Lowe's Portofino Bay um, starts at 8 30 p.m. runs through uh, half past midnight uh, not cheap uh, 180 bucks if you are eight, over age 21 um, or uh, if you're between age 10 and 20 that's 130 bucks um, it, you can bring a kid for 45 but why would you uh, it, it doesn't sound like right. uh, you know it, it's it's New Year's Eve put the kids to bed Get a babysitter. Yep. Um, uh, we've got links for tickets to that, as well as the uh, fixed price menu reservations available at Mama Della's that night. Yeah. Um, Hard Rock Hotel, likewise, is doing a uh, New Year's Eve acoustic brunch, a New Year's Eve buffet, uh, and they're having a party in the lobby. Um, New Year's Eve buffet especially looks like fun. The kitchen does a great job with their Oh, buffets. yeah, that's a great venue. Um, Royal Pacific is also doing a buffet in their island's dining room and a uh, New Year's Eve celebration in the Orchid Court Lounge. Uh, <laughs> price on that one is only $600 uh, per, I assume that's per table uh, for a group of up to eight guests. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, There's unlimited yeah, sushi. You, yeah. 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 If um yes. If if I get uh, unlimited sushi for that price, then I'm in. Um Sapphire Falls has got a buffet going on in the Amatista Cookhouse and a celebration in the Strong Water Tavern. And if those $140 tickets include rum, uh mm -hmm. that could uh that could work out quite and well. And the best Mai Tai in Orlando, yes, please. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Cabana Bay has a free event in the Bayliner Diner, um, but you have to be an overnight guest to attend that one. Um, and uh, I think for the real high rollers, Aventura is doing a rooftop New Year's Eve celebration, which should be a great spot to watch fireworks wow. all around the town. 
Uh, and that one, VIP treatment for you and five friends, up to six guests total, only $1,350 uh, to get yourself a table. Uh, standing room only is only $175. And uh, honestly, that doesn't sound like too bad a deal. No, not at all. I mean, just that venue alone is so nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Endless Summer uh, on the low end also have uh, New Year's Eve meal specials uh, for under 20 bucks um, at Surfside Inn and Dockside Inn. Yes, I have to say, I we spent last Christmas at Dockside and we actually ate the holiday meal there at just, you know, the quick service place. And it was like a ham dinner. It was delicious. And yep. it was so reasonably priced. So, uh Universal's website's got uh, details with uh, links for reservations on all these. And if you want to do any of them, uh, definitely want to make your reservations ASAP because yeah. this stuff fills up quick. Um, and uh, I don't know, of all of these, which one uh, is most tempting to you? If you, if you can Portofino, without a doubt. I've always wanted to do the Harbor Nights that they have out I, there. Just... If you have, ne yeah, if you have never gotten a chance to do one of the Harbor Nights, they they used to do them about uh, four times a year. Uh, they went away during COVID, but they did come back not too long ago. And it is like being invited to a really nice wedding where you don't know the bride and groom, but you also don't have to bring a gift. Uh, you know, it, it is great food uh good drinks amazing atmosphere um really like uh like i said it's not necessarily one you want to bring your kids to no, uh, it's a, a uh this is, you know? yes this is it's a really it's an adult experience uh and it's really easy especially there in the portofino bay uh to forget you are right outside a theme park it, it is a mind trip yeah. when you are hanging out over there um all right well uh if you want more details on enjoying uh, New Year's Eve at Universal, universalorlando.com. Uh, and speaking of Hollywood, uh, they are also celebrating the holidays Hollywood style out in Motion Gate, Dubai. Uh, they have their own uh, holiday celebration going on through January 7th. And it includes parades, street shows, character meet and greets, and Santa encounters under a 40-foot-tall Christmas tree. Wow. Uh, did you go here when you went out? I, I did not. Okay. Uh, when I was in Abu Dhabi, all my time was spent uh, out in Yas Island. And other than uh, going through the uh, airport in Dubai, I did not get to experience any of the theme parks. And uh, Motion Gate was definitely the one that I am uh, most sad that I missed. Um, I also missed the Bollywood because that closed right about the time I was there. So I'm never going to see that one. But uh, yeah, Emotion Gate is uh, home um, to folks uh, like uh, the Smurfs, Shrek, uh, Kung Fu Panda, uh, Madagascar. And all those characters are involved in the big Hollywood holidays parade, uh, dancing down Studio Central uh every day right now yes and seeing uh the smurf dressed up in the holiday outfit i just right? love i'd want to go just to get a picture <laughs> absolutely uh yeah in in addition to that parade um they also debuted a new home for the home for christmas live musical stage show uh that's taking place at the hollywood theater and it features a grumpy mr humbug who's doing his oh. best to avoid holiday cheer on christmas eve um 
Uh, in addition to that show, there are also street shows throughout Studio Central, uh, including a reindeer-led Time to Slay dance show and the Fun. Toy Factory Fellas performance by Elves and Toy Soldiers. Very fun. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, Smurfs, uh, yeah. this is, uh, you know, Smurfs is not a theme park property that we have here uh, in the States uh, on this scale that I know of. Uh, so you definitely, if you're a fan, would want to check out the Smurfs Village there, which is going to feature a lively street dance performance by Papa Smurf, Smurfette, Vanity, and Barany Smurf. So cute. And of course, it wouldn't be a celebration without food. Absolutely. And they do, um, I would love to see pictures of this. It sounds like kind of like a European Christmas market where they have all mm -hmm. little stations up outside. So I'd love to see how that's done. Yeah, they've got a festive outdoor night market. Uh, it includes crepes, cookies, churros, cotton candy, and uh, even a festive turkey carving set and turkey vindaloo. Um, I try the turkey vindaloo. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, they've, uh, and then in addition to all this, uh, there are 15 themed retail shops throughout the park. They're all going to have exclusive uh, selection of Hollywood themed uh, holiday souvenirs. So uh, if you want more information, uh, go on over to motiongatedubai.com slash Hollywood dash holidays. And last but not least in this week's news, Bluey's World Experience is coming to Australia in 2024. Uh, if you uh, or your small children are a fan of Bluey's World, uh, you can experience a world-exclusive, one-of-a-kind attraction based on the animated series in Brisbane, Australia, coming next August. This sounds really cool. I've actually never seen Bluey, but I do know a lot of adults that just watch it without their I, kids, or they. You know, so. I, I I've heard buzz about it. Uh, I I am I am personally uh, yet uninfected by <laughs> by Bluey, um, but uh, if uh, you are into this series uh, and you want to experience a day in the life of the Healer family, which of course includes Bluey, Bingo, Bandit, and Chili. Uh, through interactive technology and authentic life-size sets, um, this is all coming uh, to Australia next year. Uh, you're going to get an interactive guided experience uh, that uh, includes scenes from Bluey episodes, including Bluey and Bingo's bedroom, the living room, the playroom, and their backyard with a poinsettia tree, uh, along with a cafe, a gift shop, and a playground. Yeah, so when I first read this, I was thinking like maybe like a one-off ride, you know, but it seems like it's more just like an immersive experience. Yes, of. it kind of seems like a, a, a temporary location-based experience, uh, like a walk-through immersive mm -hmm. uh, interactive gallery, maybe. Um, <clears throat> they are describing it as um, interactive play with a touch of theater. So... Uh, you uh, and your kids will get to immerse yourself in this TV show. And it's all going to be housed inside the 40,000 square wow. foot North Shore Pavilion, in Bluey's hometown of Brisbane, Australia. So they've definitely got enough elbow room to uh, build this thing out. 40,000 square feet it's sounds pretty big. Very popular. <laughs> yes. Um, so tickets are not available yet, but if you want to be informed, 
um, when they are released. Uh, and as you say, this was bound to be popular. So uh, you oh, want to yes. buy those quick. Um, you can go to bluey.tv slash blueys dash world to sign up for updates and the pre-sale announcement. Now it makes me want to try it out. All right. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of this week's news in the queue. And before we get into this week's main attraction, we want to hear a quick word from our sponsors in this week's. We have two sponsors, including one new one. My Happy Place is dedicated to creating jewelry that brings joy and positivity to your everyday life. Do you miss the happiest, most magical places in the world? Their jewelry is a subtle reminder, a connection. More than just jewelry, My Happy Place is a hidden symbol of your strong and deep love for a location in the world. You can keep it a secret like a code, or you could share it by telling the story behind your jewelry. You can also stack and collect them. They offer GPS coordinate bracelets and necklaces on amazing display cards showing your favorite location. They also offer mini jewelry travel cases with hidden messages inside. All are perfect gifts and stocking stuffers for all Disney fans. Visit their website at myhappyplacedesign.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at myhappyplacejewelry. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! And for this week's main attraction, Tokyo Disneyland has announced the dates for Fantasy Springs Hotel Reservations, the overhaul of Space Mountain, and a whole lot more coming to that resort in 2024. We thought that info dump we got from Disneyland the other week was a lot. Uh, this one was a lot, too. Uh, and yeah, it, it's it, it really makes me think that if I'm going to do that trip to, to Tokyo next year, I better get planning right now yeah i was kind of just getting stressed out because their ticket system is not complicated but it's just so different than what we're used to here mm -hmm. and now with all this information about fantasy springs the hotel i'm like maybe i'm gonna just put off and not go to tokyo disney well lot. so if you want to be among the first people to stay at the fantasy fantasy springs hotels uh which um it's there we'll go into the details yes. uh there's kind of it's kind of two hotels in one um but february 8th is the date you want to write on your calendar uh because that is the day that they're going to start accepting reservations for the opening um and that is happening uh between june 6th and 8th of 2024 so uh set your alarm for 1 p.m japan standard time uh which is uh somewhere in the middle of the night uh, for those of us here in the United States uh, on February 8th. Uh, and you are going to want to know exactly uh, which wing, which room you want to stay at. And you cannot hesitate over the price when you see it. You're just going to have to click go, because yeah. these are going to go fast. 
Oh, uh, absolutely. And it's going to be on a rolling basis. So if yeah. you want to say maybe July, August, dates are going to continually open up. We have everything in the article. It sounds more confusing than it is, but yeah. rolling reservations. Yes, we've got a whole chart here. And basically every few days, another batch of reservations are going to open up um, between June 6th and July 6th for that opening month are going to be released in, in, in waves between February 8th and March 6th. And then um, starting uh, with the reservations for July 7th and onward, uh, it always happens uh, four months prior to the day you want to be able to check in. You uh, visit four months prior, and that's going to be at 11 a.m. Japanese time. Uh, and basically, uh, getting if you thought getting reservations for Walt Disney World Hotel were tough, uh, from what I understand, it's not nothing compared to the competition for these rooms. Uh, we don't have exact pricing for these yet. Uh, we can kind of guess based on the tiers uh, that this is going to, you're going to look at prices running from between, you know, 250 or $300 US all the way up to $3,000, depending on the night and the view. But uh, here's what you need to know. Um, this is the Fantasy Springs Hotel, as we mentioned, which is right outside of the New Land Fantasy You'll Springs. have your own entrance. Which Connected, is well. exactly. An exclusive entrance uh, right into the Tokyo Disney Seas Park. And depending on which wing you're in, you might even have a view into the park. Um, the, uh, the two, uh, they're also going to be uh, exclusive dining options. Uh, so there's a Fantasy Springs restaurant with uh, buffets. Uh, it's a restaurant themed to Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and Tangled, and you'll only be able to dine there uh, if you are uh, staying on site. Um, now, here's what you need to know. There's yeah. two halves to this hotel. There's the Grand Chateau and the Fantasy Chateau. Uh, Grand Chateau is where you want to stay if you don't have to ask how much does this cost. Uh, <laughs> if your bank account is flush enough uh, that you you don't even need to look at the price, then this is where you want to stay because this is the first luxury tier hotel in Tokyo Disney Resort. Uh, so I guess this is the first luxury hotel Disney has ever done, right? Because we don't have luxury hotels. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Depending on who you ask, you know, I, I'm sure uh, they they certainly price the Grand Floridian like it's a luxury. They hotel. they do. It is, it's not. A it is not a luxury hotel. hotel on, not, yeah, luxury not even hotel. on the fort. Yeah, I would be curious to see how this compares to something like the Waldorf or the Four, four Seasons uh, right. uh, in Orlando. Um, but uh, I I have a feeling that this is going to be truly uh, because you know. Uh, Japan, uh, they have uh, extremely high hospitality standards there. Yeah, and if they're calling this luxury, um, if they are, are placing this above things like the Miracosta, well, uh, then then that's that's a high bar to live up to. Um, they are calling it quote the finest accommodations at the Tokyo Disney Resort, and the existing accommodations there are neither cheap uh, nor second class. So. Uh, if you are staying in the Grand Chateau, in addition to having an absolutely gorgeous room that looks like something out of a French castle. It really does. You're <laughs> also going to have exclusive access to uh, La Libellou. I totally butchered <laughs> yeah. that. French I tried to pronounce it earlier and gave up. <laughs> There's too many L's in there. Sorry. Uh, but it is an upscale restaurant serving French cuisine. It looks so nice, too. Okay. It, it really did a good job with it. So if, uh, if you are... 
if you are rich but not wealthy, <laughs> I guess uh, uh, you you need something that is just one step down from that. Uh, the fantasy chateau side of the Fantasy Springs Hotel is categorized as deluxe tier, uh, which puts it on the same uh, level as the Disneyland Hotel, the Ambassador Hotel, and the Miracosta. Um, if you are uh, not not in that tax bracket, uh, one step down is the Moderates, which is the Toy Story Hotel. And uh, if you are slumming it, uh, like I will be uh, if I ever go there, uh, the Tokyo Disney Celebration Hotel is what they call their value tier, uh, just, just in case you didn't know. Anyway, the Fantasy Chateau is still going to be... Um, a pretty nice hotel uh, with uh, something called the Rose Court, which is a natural area inspired by beauty and the beast. Yeah, it looks really pretty. I'm just wondering if it's going to be confusing coming actual booking and if people are going to, you know, book one and be like, oh, but I wanted this. You know, I, it's a little confusing that it's all it, under it, the umbrella of one resort, I think. I uh, wish it was just two separate hotels at Fantasy Springs, you know? Yeah, and absolutely, you are absolutely right because beyond knowing if you want the Fantasy Chateau or the uh, the Grand Chateau, you also kind of have to know which side you want. So the Grand Chateau, it looks like all of those rooms uh, are going to face into the park, uh, which they better for the price that the, you're right. probably going to be paying. But if you are on uh, the, um, the Fantasy side, uh, you've got to pick between the Fantasy Chateau uh, which kind of faces towards the park. Uh, they've got a little section called the Springs side. Uh, then they've got the hotel entrance side. And finally, the Bay Area side, which is basically the parking lot side. Um, we've got a, a map uh, that kind of breaks it down for you. Um, but when you uh, manage to log into their website on the day that reservations open, uh, you're not going to really want to take time lingering over no. which section uh, you're going to want to click and go. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's just I think it's confusing. I wish they just called it the Chateau at Fantasy Springs and mm. something else at Fantasy Springs, because yeah. even I was kind of confused by this. Maybe it's less confusing in the original Japanese. I'm not sure. Right. Uh, there is, of course, uh, a whole backstory behind this hotel, because we can't have uh, anything Disney without a backstory. Of course not. Uh, and it involves a duchess who loved travel and adventure, uh, who discovered these magical springs uh, and built a little summer home nearby. <laughs> so uh, eventually a became a grand palace to uh, house all of her friends. Um, and uh, it's... Um, yeah, you can find this uh, backstory on the website, as well as more concept art and uh, little previews of the attractions that are coming. Uh, I'm still dying to know exactly what uh, this new version of the Peter Pan ride that is coming yes. to Fantasy Springs is oh. all about. Um, but the the scope and the scale of the land looks absolutely stunning. Um, and we've got photos of construction progress and concept art uh, all over our website. Uh, if you are super excited about it, uh, you might be interested in the Dreaming of Fantasy Springs event, uh, which they are celebrating from April 9th through June 30th, leading up to the grand opening um, with uh, preview merchandise, uh, preview dining, and even chances to win a preview visit before the official opening. That was very cool, I thought. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, 
believe it or not, that is not all that is happening. Uh, there's the, the other big event happening on the other side of the Tokyo Disney Resort uh, in the Tokyo Disneyland Park is the closing of the original Space Mountain on August 1st. Uh, your last chance to ever to ride uh, their version of Space Mountain uh, is July 31st. Uh, before it is basically demolished flat and rebuilt from scratch. Uh, and it's not going to reopen till 2027. Yeah, that seems like time. forever. Yeah. I feel like you could, I mean, we, we've seen whole theme parks uh, be built in that amount of time. Um, well, better be you, good. <laughs> well, you can see from the concept art, this is not just like, uh, even when Disneyland uh, gutted their Space Mountain and rebuilt the track. This is a whole new attraction with an entirely different uh, facade, entirely different um, silhouette uh, that kind of looks like it draws more inspiration from Tron with the kind of yes. curviness of it, mm -hmm. uh, kind of organic shape, uh, as opposed to the iconic 70s look of the original Space Mountain, which is going away very soon. Wow, that's a long time, and it's yep. just so crazy. They're just going to knock it all down, you know? Yep. Um, in the meantime, I uh, won't be able to ride Space Mountain, but you will be able to celebrate lots of festivals all throughout 2024. Uh, right now, they are still celebrating Dream Go Round, uh, which is the resort's 40th anniversary, uh, continuing through March 31st. Uh, but then... <clears throat> It will also be time soon for Mickey's Fun Minis. I can't believe I'm it's hard to, to pronounce this word. Minis Thunderland. Yes. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. Boy. January 10th through March 19th uh, of next year. Um, we, we talked, uh, this was announced last month. Um, this is the first in a series of festivals called Disney Palpalooza <laughs> that they're going to run throughout the year. Um, Minnie gets her turn with a floral arrangement uh, and a parade. Uh, and then from April 9th through June 30th, um, there's going to be a new spotlight character. Uh, these are going to rotate throughout the year. And uh, I'm sure we'll have more details as the next phase of that approaches. Just give me Duffy and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> all Duffy all the time. Uh, well... <laughs> And then across uh, at the other park, Tokyo Disney Seas, they are going to be bringing their food and wine festival back April 1st through June 30th with limited time dining options inspired by the eight ports of call. Uh, and this year that will include Fantasy Springs. Okay. So, so here to go. Uh, there is way more to keep up with at uh, Tokyo Disney uh, that we can possibly go over. So head over to tokyodisneyresort.jp uh, for all of the event information. Yes, and you can't just go. you got to plan. They're still doing date-based tickets, so. Yes, um, <laughs> I, I really, I feel like I need to hire someone, uh, yeah. a professional to help me organize. I still <laughs> would really love to take a trip there next fall. I think maybe fall would will be a good choice to let the the hype die down yes. uh over the summer over uh fantasy springs but i can't i can't wait until uh you know th this is some of these uh might eventually come to disneyland as part of disneyland forward 
uh, but I, I might not be too old to ride the rides by the time yeah. that happens. So, uh, someday. <laughs> yeah, someday, someday. All right. Well, thank you all for uh, joining us. Uh, before we wrap this up, it is time to take a look at uh, a few more comments uh, that uh, we got. Um, uh, Wiser. Um, says he wants to get five Broadway tickets to see Ooh. Six the Musical for Christmas. I think we've talked before about Six the Musical. Um, I think he was also at wondering what our favorite songs were from that musical. I, I got to say, um, I did see it on tour. Uh, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, I think the opening number was catchy, but I can't really tell you uh, that I remember any of the other songs in there. Sorry. Um, I, I am with you. I, you want to ask me my favorite Sondheim songs? We can have a whole. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, old, I'm a little more old school like you too. Yeah. I, you know, I like the 70s, 80s, 90s of Broadway. Yeah. Um, Michael Bingham is chiming in to say that he agrees with Carly that Universal Studios Hollywood during Christmas holidays is really fun. Uh, and this is the 20th anniversary of when he went oh. uh, to USH for the first time with his family. So uh, happy 20th. So fun. I love that. Uh, my mom is chiming in. She is listening to us from St. Lucia. I hope she is having a great time. Hi, mom. I miss you. Um, and uh, oh, Michael also wanted to say that he hadn't been to Universal for a while. Uh, yes, the rain, the rain, the rain. Uh, that canceled his birthday trip. Sorry about that. Uh, Magic City Mayhem likes our new commercial. And uh, yes, uh, Funder, Funder, Funderland, ho. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I can't wrap my tongue around that. Um, and uh, finally, uh, <laughs> Nweiser, his favorite song from Six the Musical is Ex-Wives. All right, nice. I can get behind that one. All right. Well, thank you, all of you, for joining us uh, this week. And this year, uh, it's been a great year of bringing you the news. Uh, we do have, as we mentioned, uh, two more bonus episodes that are going to be coming out that we uh, are pre-recording. Uh, so as we uh, spend the rest of the holidays with our families, uh, we hope you uh, get to spend your holidays with family and friends. Um, before we go, we want to thank our sponsors, My Happy Place Jewelry, MEI, and Mouse Fan Travel. And we want to remind everyone to please give us a rating and review wherever you listen to us, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And finally, be sure to follow us at attractionsmagazine.com and search for Attractions Magazine on your favorite social media platforms. Carly, where can everyone find you and keep up with you throughout yes. the year? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Adventures by Carly and on uh, Twitter X at Carly Caramano. You can find me on socials at Eskuberski and find my books. The new 2024 editions are out now at theunofficialguides.com. And uh, until next year, we hope that you folks stay safe, try something new. Most of all, have fun, and we will see you again soon. Yes. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays.